As a teenager, you were controlled and confined by what others demanded and expected of you. In your 20s, you were consumed by what others thought of you. In your 30s, you realized you were still conflicted by what you truly thought of yourself. But now, in your 40s and beyond, it's finally time to live fearlessly, fabulously, and fully you. Let's go. Hey sis, welcome to In the Middle with Myra, and I'm your host, Myra Rollins. Hey sis, what's up? Hello. Um, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you're listening to this, I hope that it is good. And it is me, it's Myra, your homegirl, your confidant, your friend, your virtual bestie. And you have found yourself again in the middle with me. And I am appreciative that you have given me yet another quick 30-ish minutes of your life. And for that, I do not take it lightly. And so because I realize the importance of your time, sis, I'm going to pack this 30 minutes with so much information, your head's going to (laughs) spin. And today I'm talking about my lane where I live. Y'all, for 20 years, I have been an occupational therapist. And so when I begin to speak of health and wellness and exercise, this is what I do. It oozes out of my pores. So normally I tell y'all a little bit about my week and some kind of crazy story, but because I have so much information that I just want to pour and dump and throw at you, I'm going to get going like right now. So last week we spoke about your diet, your nutrition, and just managing Um, your weight and your health from that perspective. But today, what we are layering in is exercise. And I know for some of y'all, that's a cuss word, but I want to start off this conversation telling each and every one of you that you, sis, need to exercise. And I know that there are some of you who are saying, "Mm -mm, Myra, I, I don't need to exercise. I'm good. Like I got a skinny jean. Everybody in my family, my mama and them, my sister, my cousins, my grandmama, my titi, everybody, we stay under a size four. It's just in our family. It re- okay, but yeah, mm-hmm. you too, sis, you need to exercise. And to my sis at the other end of that spectrum who says, Myra, I'm thick and I know it and I like it. My man like it. I like my curves. <laughs> And to you, I salute you. And I say, you go, girl, you do you, boo-boo. But to you, I also say that you too needs exercise. No matter where we fall on the spectrum of weight, we all need to exercise for so many other reasons. And let me jump into those reasons. Number one, the most important reason that we all, somebody say all, need to exercise, no no matter if you're a size two or 22 is because exercise reduces your risk of chronic disease. Exercise, y'all, reduces your risk of getting diabetes. It reduces your risk of getting various forms of heart disease. It reduces your risk of getting anxiety, depression, arthritis. Sis, let me ask you a quick question. If there was a pill, just one pill, that decreased your risk of getting diabetes, heart disease, anxiety, depression, arthritis, would you take it? Most of us would overwhelmingly say yes. 
Y'all, exercise is that pill. Whether you like it, love it, hate it, exercise reduces your risk of getting various chronic diseases. Number two, the second reason why it is so uber important that we build exercise into our daily rhythms and routines is that exercise, excuse me, not reduces, but increases and helps you maintain your muscle mass and bone density. And so when I'm talking about muscle mass, I'm not talking about getting a six pack and having triceps of steel that when you weigh, they don't move at all. Like I ain't talking about that, right? That's good, but that's not this point that I'm making. When I say muscle mass and bone density, I'm not talking about the way that you look necessarily. I'm talking about the way that you feel. I'm talking about the quality and longevity of the health of your muscles and bones. Right. So that when you get to be 75 and 80, that walking upstairs is still possible for you without aches and pains. Why? Because you have done a rhythm of exercise that is maintained the health of your muscles and bones. All right. Number three, exercise will help you sleep better. Mm -hmm. I know many of us are counting thousands of sheep, drinking a little bit of wine and hot toddies. Um, taking NyQuil, listening to music, doing all these things just to fall asleep. Some of you, it takes an hour to get to sleep. And then if you get to sleep, you wake up at 1.35 every night and takes two hours to go back to sleep. I talk to so many women um, in our age category that have problems sleeping. Did you know that exercise could be a large part of that solution to get you to sleep? and keep you to sleep. All right, number four, some of y'all are gonna exercise just based off of this one. You ready? Exercise can improve your sex drive and your sex life. Hello. <laughs> I need to go into no more details, all right? Number five, exercise can boost your energy levels. Exercise reduces levels of stress hormones, um, such as adrenaline and cortisol. And so it decreases the levels of, for what I'm going to call for the purpose of this discussion, those bad hormones, and it increases and stimulates your body's productions of the good chemicals that we need. And those are called endorphins. And so when it decreases the bad hormones, increases the good chemical, then what we have is this natural elevation of our body's natural painkillers, our body's natural um, mood stimulators and elevators. And so it's going to increase how we feel and our overall energy levels. And then lastly, and not most importantly, but sometimes most pressing on our minds is it does help uh, maintain and decrease our body weight. So for all of those reasons, sis, you need to get moving. And I know some of you are saying, but Myra, I hate exercising, but I'm going to talk to you like your mama when she told you to eat your peas. There are some things that we do not because we like them, but because we know that we need them. And so if your excuse, your number one excuse is I hate exercising after I look at you eye to eye with a stern face and say, girl, but you know you need to. 
but I'm also going to encourage you to find something that you like. Nobody told you that you got to run on a treadmill for 30 minutes. Yes, that is exercise, but there are so many different forms of exercise. And what you want to do is find an activity that you like or build your exercise around something that you like. For example, let's say you love water and being by the ocean or by the lake just brings you joy. Why don't you go walk around the lake? Now, you don't like walking, but you do like being by water. So now you've kind of balanced out something that you don't like so much with something that you love. So either find an activity, and by that I'm saying you don't have to run or walk, but what if you like swimming? Swimming is exercise, so swim. Or build something that you don't like, walking or something like that around something that you enjoy. So others of you have this excuse. Girl, I don't have no time. I am too busy as it is. I can barely feed my kids, let alone find some time to exercise. Well, I'm going to look at you again, eye to eye, with a stern mama face and say, we make time for what's important to us, period. So sis, once you make exercise important in your mind, you will find little pockets of time to exercise. For example, you might stop binge watching Bridgerton. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You might stop thumbing through Facebook or you might wake up a little bit early or stay up a little bit later and you will find these pockets of time to build in 30, 40 minutes of exercise. So make exercise important. And once you make that shift of importance, then you will begin to exercise here and there. I promise you. Others of you say, but but Myra, I'm just, I'm not athletic. Like I'm clumsy. I fall on my face just walking up steps and chewing gum. Okay. But again, it goes back to the type of exercise that you do. I'm not telling you to do Zumba and you don't want to be embarrassed and you don't want to do step aerobics. You don't have to do those things. Just simply walking is exercise. Doing water aerobics is exercise. So you don't have to have coordination and athleticism to begin having a routine of purposeful movement and exercise. All right. Other excuses, because I know y'all got them. Some of y'all say, I'm just too fat already. Like there's no way that me and all this meat can effectively move. Yes, sis, you too. Whether you get in a pool and start by doing just walking inside of a pool or getting on a treadmill at a slow, flat setting and going for five minutes, everyone, no matter your weight or health level, can find a safe routine of exercise. So yes, you too, sis, I'm going to debunk that excuse of being too old, too unhealthy, too fat. There's no such thing. No such thing. Okay. Yeah. I work primarily um, with geriatrics or elderly patients. I'm doing appropriate exercise with 90 year olds. So since your 55 year old self can get out there and do something and some, somebody else is giving me the excuse of, girl, I'm just too tired. I'm, I'm too exhausted. But I've already told you and mentioned that exercise boosts your energy levels. So once you start regularly exercising, 
then you're going to start regularly. I don't know why I try to say that word twice. I couldn't say it right the first time. (laughs) You're going to start routinely feeling like you have more energy. Okay. So now that we have all agreed that exercise is important and we've gotten rid of all of our excuses, now we're going to talk about the three types of exercise that I want you to focus on. There's about seven or eight different types of exercises, but for us, I want to focus on three. The first one is aerobic exercise. This is what you and I would call cardio. And this simply means that this is a period of continuous movement. And this can be swimming, running, walking, dancing. And so I want you to build, I would say 60% of your exercise routine needs to be aerobic or cardio focused. And so when you do cardio, you want to say, okay, I want to make sure it's effective. And so one thing that I want you to figure out is what your target heart rate should be. So what I want you to do is to take the number 220 and subtract your age from it. So let's say you're 40 years old. 220 minus 40 is 180. A heart rate of 180 is 100% of your maximum allowable target heart rate. And that would be considered vigorous exercise. I ain't trying to tell y'all to work out vigorously unless you are specifically training for some kind of competition and you are working with a trainer or a therapist and you are under supervision. I'm not trying to tell us to get out there and work out vigorously. We, in order to be effective and all that is necessary is moderate activity. And that's 65 to 75% of that number. So for example, again, that magic number is 220 minus your age. We're going to say 40. That leaves 180, right? We don't want to be around 180. That's too high. Not safe. So we want to be around 75% of that. So 75% of that is 135. So when you're doing aerobic or cardio activity, you want to be at around 75% of your maximum allowable target heart rate, okay? And so another way to gauge if you're working out when it comes to aerobic exercise effectively, just think about um, if you're able to carry on conversations. So low intensity is you can talk full sentences, you can sing a song and carry on a whole conversation. We want to step it up. And vigorous activity is when you are breathless and you cannot say utter one mumbling word because you need every drop of oxygen just to do that activity and survive. We want to be somewhere between that. So moderate intensity is that you may be able to say a few phrases here and there, maybe answer a couple of questions, but for the most part, you need to breathe and you're not able to sing no full song and carry on the whole conversation. So just gauge it by either your heart rate, which is the most recommended one, but you can also just do a general gauge by how much you can talk during the activity. All right, so we just got through talking about aerobic exercise, correct? Right? So the second form of exercise that I want you to focus on and to incorporate into your routine 
it's strength training. And I know, like, if cardio was like a little curse word, strength training <laughs> for some of us is like an F-bomb curse word because we like, girl, I ain't doing no weights. I hate weights. But no, let me tell you, it is so important that we incorporate strength training into our routine is because it helps increase our muscle power and strength, okay? Um, and I know it can be intimid intimidating, especially for people who are beginners when it comes to working out or who haven't worked out in a long time, but you just can't beat the benefits of strength training. I mean, they give you, of course, more muscles and more muscle power, but they help you burn calories at a faster and higher intensity. Somebody say, yes, ma'am. <laughs> and then they also keep your bones and your joints strong. They give you better endurance. And then they also help reduce the risk of injury when you're doing your cardio and aerobic activity. So when I say strength training, am I talking about lifting weights? Yes, sure. And if that's your cup of tea, then you can do that. But there are also different ways to get strength and resistance training that may not be intimidating as actual lifting weights. You can work with resistance bands. You can do gardening such as digging and shoveling climbing stairs or doing the Stairmaster. If you want to walk, but then walk up a hill, that's a form of strength and resistance training. Or you can do cycling, dancing, push-ups, sit-ups, squats, yoga. Those are all forms of strength and resistance training. Okay. And I know some of you are asking, all right, cool, but how do I know if I'm doing enough resistance training and not too much to where it won't hurt me. Well, my general rule is that you want to be able to do several reps before it leads to failure. So let's just say we are doing weightlifting and you have a 10 pound weight and you're doing bicep curls. You want to be able to do the first few fairly, I don't want to say easily, but smoothly and then by the time you get to a number six or seven, it's getting more difficult. And then at some point, you can't complete the rep. That's when you know it's appropriate because you know that your muscle can take the resistance and that you didn't overload it. And you know that because you were able to do a few successfully. But then you also know that it's not too easy because at some point, after a certain number of reps, your muscle does go to fatigue. And that is a general gauge of how you know that strength training is appropriate for you. You want to do an activity that requires a reasonable amount of time to rest and recover in between sets and in between days. And that's another gauge of how you can gauge if that activity is an appropriate, just right fit for you. All right, so we got cardio. Somebody say, all right, Myra, I heard you say it. Okay, then we're gonna do strength training. Someone say, yes, ma'am. Okay. <laughs> I'm dragging you all along begrudgingly. Um, but then we're gonna jump into the last category that I want you to focus on is flexibility. Now, sis, we probably won't be able to do a split ever again in our life. Like if that's your goal, then you work on that. But me, 
And the rest of us, we just want to make sure that we maintain our range of motion in our in our muscles in order to prevent injury, right? That's my goal. So examples of flexibility, of course, they include yoga, but also just individual muscle stretches. And you can go to any internet source, YouTube, and just find a simple routine of stretching. Um, And so for me, let me tell you my normal workout. I work out for about an hour. I get on the treadmill for 20 minutes and I vary my intensity of speed and my um, incline throughout my workout. So I'm consistently and routinely adjusting my speed and my incline throughout my whole workout, making it more dynamic. After that 20 minutes on the treadmill, I do 15 minutes on a stationary bike. And again, I vary my speed and my resistance. And so now I'm at 35 minutes of cardio. After that, I'm done with cardio for the day. So I take my remaining 25 minutes and I mix it between a little bit of strength training and a little bit of flexibility. So I may do some planks. I may do some squats. I have um, eight to 10 pound weights in my little home gym. And so I do about 10 to 15 minutes of some lunges, some squats, some arm weights. And then I reserve the last 10 to 15 minutes. I put on some slow music and I just do some stretches. I have about five to 10 stretches that I go to that are my uh, my own little yoga moves that I do and the stretches that I love. And after that, I'm done. I do that workout about three to four times a week. And then every now and then when I feel like it, I go for nice walks with my family. I get outside with my kids and play basketball. So I build in other natural forms of exercises on the days that I don't do my routine workout. So on any given day, you'll find me at the park walking around with my kids. So when I'm at the park with my kids, I don't sit in my car and watch from afar. I get out there, I walk around with them, I play with them, I build in these natural rhythms of exercise. All right, y'all, I'm a little preacher today. So I'm going to keep throwing this information at you, but I'm getting ready to give some of you guys some life here, some good news. One of the things you need to do um, to accompany a good workout routine is proper nutrition. So I tell myself all the time, you cannot out-train a bad diet. Because if I'm to be honest, I work out often. And I've been trying to lose this pesky 7 to 10 pounds. And it's not moving because my diet is shameful sometimes. If I'm to to be honest, because I'm in the middle struggling with y'all. But if we want a balanced diet that is good, For exercise, we need carbs, fat, and protein. Somebody say, you lying, Myra. No, 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 no. I'm telling you the truth, sis. You need carbs. Somebody going to put that sentence like on a mirror because that's just so freeing and encouraging. Carbs are really important because they fill our muscles um, and especially before exercise. So I know that some diets and some nutritionists 
um, discount the importance of carbs, but a, hear me out, a balanced amount of carbohydrates in your diet is important, especially when it comes to exercise. Then we also need protein because protein improves your muscle recovery. It repairs tissue damage and it builds muscle mass. And so there's all different ways that you can get protein, of course, through meat, but it can also be through nuts um, and certain other grains. And so if you and um, eggs and dairy. So if you want to look at soy, um, various forms of protein, like I said, just go to any little Google source and find a list of healthy proteins. And then somebody else going to shout on this one. Y'all, we need fats. Healthy fats now. We need to regularly consume healthy fats because they help us burn um, body fat and preserve our muscle fuel. So you need carbs, protein, and fats. All important for just health maintenance, but definitely as it relates specifically to exercising. Another thing that I want you to do to support your exercise routine, other than proper nutrition, you want to stay hydrated. And some of us struggle with this water thing, but it is so uber important that we stay hydrated. And so when I say about how much do you need to drink a day, um, the going thing now is about half of your body weight or more. Half is the target, but more is even better. And so that is another area where I struggle is getting enough water intake. So make sure that you are striving to reach that half of your body weight in ounces. I didn't say gallons. <laughs> Somebody going to be confused. Myra said I need to drink 75 gallons of water. No, I didn't. I said half your body weight in ounces. And then a few more tips to support your workout. You want to make sure that you are listening to your body. Like you don't necessarily need to be under um, the supervision of a physical trainer or therapist like myself, those are all great. And you may want that for a season, but what you want to do is actually just listen to what your body is telling you. Um, check your heart rate, check how much you're sweating, see what is hurting you, see how long it takes you to recover. So listen to your body and what it is telling you, and you can make adjustments per what your body's cues are. For example, if you are doing squats and you're doing it in such a way that it is causing pain to your knee, then listen to your body and alter it. So maybe I am doing squats with too much weight in my arms. Let me drop the weight. Maybe I'm in an incorrect form when I do the squat. Let me go to the internet and check the proper form for a squat and then see if I'm doing it correctly. Maybe I'm going too deep with my squat. So just by listening to your body's own cues, you are figuring out on your own what you need to do to alter your exercise. Another cue, if you're doing um, walking with your friend and you guys are carrying on full out conversations, your body is telling you that you need to step it up. So you need to say, hey, sis, let's walk a little bit faster today. All right. So these are just some basic information on things you need to do to incorporate exercise into your routine. And I know that it is difficult, difficult to stay motivated. 
But some things that you can do to keep yourself motivated. Number one is to choose activities that make you feel happy and confident. Like maybe you take a pole dancing class every now and then because that's a form of activity and strength training and even cardio that you like. So do something that makes you feel happy. Like um, maybe you don't want to be inside at a gym. Start working out outside. Pick activities that fit your lifestyle and fit your abilities and fit your taste. That is going to help you stay motivated. And then you can also reward yourself. People who exercise on a regular basis um, tend to do so because at every, like at certain intervals, They'll do something to pat themselves on the back, whether it be buying you those new jeans or when you work out 10 days in a row, you treat yourself to a nice restaurant. So what are some things that you can do to build in a reward system for working out? Because those will help you stay motivated. And the last thing I'm going to do is to start small. Like don't go out and say, I'm a run. 10 miles. And then when you only run a half, you're frustrated. Make achievable and smart goals for your workout routine. So ladies, um, we're trying to be in the middle and maximize it and be healthy in the middle. And no matter if exercise is something that we love, like, or hate, it is something that we must incorporate into our lives. So I will see you out at the gym. I will see you out hopefully come across you at the lake walking but whatever you do i hope to see you out and about and i would love for you to you know drop an email to me make a comment at the show just let me know what you've done this week to exercise i would love for us to share our stories so have a great day i hope that you are um being committed to your commitment that you've made for 2021. And as always, I will see you again next week in the middle. Hey sis, thanks again for meeting me in the middle. We're together, you and I are figuring out and feeling 40 because we understand that getting older with style and grace ain't easy, but somebody got to do it. Why not us? Why not you? And why not now? And as always, choose to make it a great day.